0: Uh, hello, today we have another guest, um, Scott Brills, who's an international entrepreneur and adventure capitalist. Thank you so much for uh, doing this interview with me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good to be here. So, I mean, you're a very interesting, you have an interesting life story, you have interesting places that you've been to. Uh, just Can you just briefly er- elaborate on that? Like, What's your story, what do you really do, and uh, what are you inspired by?
1: Uh, wow, so let me think how to how to summarize all that um, so I guess uh, my story would be that uh, I grew born. I was born and grew up in Metro Detroit and um, I had always had like a passion for travel even though I wasn't really able to indulge in it very much until uh, I graduated high school
0: mm-hmm.
1: but as soon as I did I uh, did it pretty hardcore, Uh, went to Japan for a year, studied Japanese and uh, all things Japan and and then I was really hooked and I figured okay well what can I do so that I can keep doing trips or living abroad and uh, the easiest thing to do would be to start your own company so that way you're in charge of your time and you make money to do the things you want to do and so uh, that's what I did. I started up a web development company in uh, 2002 officially and I was doing remote work, so I would travel to, to Japan for like two or three months and uh, and do work on the road when this, it wasn't really like a thing to be remote yeah. working. And there actually wasn't a lot of tools out there, like Skype and things like that, uh, to make it as easy as, to, as it is today. Um, you know, the internet speeds weren't great, especially like you know some of the places I would travel to. But, nonetheless, made it work, uh, did that throughout college. I uh, got my degree in 04 and then continued to, and then by that time my, my company was doing pretty decently. And uh, as the company did better, I spent more and more time traveling because uh, I had the, the resources to do so. Yeah. And uh, I just kept doing that until eventually I was do, I was out of the U.S. for six months a year, nine months a year, 10 months a year. Oh, wow. uh, and, and nowadays, I, I'm generally outside of the U.S. for about 10 months out of the year. This year, uh, I stayed a little bit more in the US just to explore the West a bit, places I haven't been before, but um, I continued on with that web development company, uh, and in 2010, uh, this is a whole sub-story that we might get into later, but I started a safari company in Tanzania to do photo safaris, Uh, and uh, so now I'm doing web development and photo safaris, completely unrelated, (laughs) both of them I can do remotely, Uh, I keep traveling. Um, I'm trying to right now get to 100 countries, I'm, I'm at, a, at about 90 right now, uh, but the focus is, is still building those those companies up to a point where uh, I don't really have to put as much time as I am right now into it, like every week, yeah. uh, to, to automate things, to hire people, to kind of replace myself. Yeah. So that way I can spend more time doing things I love or maybe even uh, starting up new companies.
0: Oh wow. So what made you really inspired just to stop the standard nine-to-five job that people have the idea that's like the ideal thing what made you want to do something different and take that risk um,
1: well i think the easiest part for me is i never got into the nine-to-five okay. luckily um, so i graduated high school i went to japan the first year of, of university and then after that uh, i was back and i was like okay I'd seen the movie Office Space, which is one of my favorites, and and I was like, oh, I can't do that because originally I was thinking about becoming like a programmer or a game developer or something like that, and uh, I realized like it would be after talking to people that did that, it would it would require a lot of time in front of the computer, um, which funny enough I still do today. I spend probably just about as much time, but at least it's a, it's on my own time. Like I can decide uh, when I do it, when I don't do it, uh, and that freedom is probably like the biggest thing for me. Uh, so you know. The, the fact that most people in the US, if you've got uh, a job like that, you've got maybe two weeks of vacation a year, paid vacation yeah. that you're taking, and so I, I couldn't imagine having only that much time per year to, to travel when you know I wanted to make kind of travel my life uh, in some way. So I just never got into it, and I started uh, off really not knowing what I was doing, right. made a lot of mistakes on the way, but I learned through that. And uh, yeah, and I guess so. The easiest thing to do is not get into it, so that <laughs> you don't you don't know anything
0: else. Like that's just your life. Right. <laughs> so you you just mentioned that uh, your goal is to visit is it a hundred countries? Um. Uh, so, yeah,
1: I want to visit them all. I want yeah. any place I haven't been to. I want to go to, but. Um, I just like the sound of a hundred, you know. Like it, it's uh, when when people ask me like the question like how many countries have you been to? I'd like to be able to say oh, I've uh, over a hundred instead of saying like 93 oh, you know. Like are it's, you at ninety
0: three
1: right now? Uh, I think like 90, 91 Oh wow. But uh, yeah, it just it just sounds better. So it's more just like an aesthetic thing for me. <laughs> like I just I just
0: like the sound of it. <laughs> so so how do you decide where you want to go? How do you plan that? Or is it more from a business mindset, or do you just go from just Learning more about the place, or maybe a mixture of both.
1: Um, recently, I've been hitting up a lot of places I've, I already know um, and, and have been to, because I don't want to be. I'm still focusing on working, and so even when I'm traveling, I'm working most of the time wherever I'm at. So I want to be places that um, that don't like distract me. Um, I want. You know, I don't want there to be a bunch of cool stuff to see and like friends to hang out with. I kind of want to be able to maintain the focus uh, wherever I'm at and, and work. Like I'm going to Bangkok next week. I'll be there for a month, and I'll, I'll have some people there that I know, and I'll go out a bit. But I know Bangkok. I know how to get around. Um, I have got a place to stay. It's it's cheap. It's really easy for me to like get into the zone there because I lived there for three months last year. Oh wow! Um, and I've I've been there maybe ten times. So um, that's what I've been doing recently. In general. Um, It would depend. Like, is there a a festival or something cool that's happening, like Oktoberfest? You know, or uh, is there a friend that's going to be around that's inviting me to show me around and have me stay with him or her? Um, So, in that way, it's it's uh, it's based on just kind of time of the year and what's happening. Um, Other than that, like I mentioned, like I want to go to places I haven't been to. So, if there's a spot I haven't been to, I want to go there. But of course, like there's a there's kind of like a uh, an order to that because obviously there's places I want to go to more than other places. Right. Uh, I've right. gotten I've gotten done many of the places uh, that I've that I've wanted to go to. Luckily, I've, I've been able to hit up many many spots that I've, yeah. I've always you know dreamed of, of hitting up, um, like Iran and uh, Myanmar and, and uh, South Africa, places like that. But there's still some that I'd really like to go to. I haven't been to like Brazil. Portugal, oh, wow. the country amazing. country of Georgia, um, <laughs> North Korea, still want to go over there even though we're not so friendly with <laughs> them right now and they're not friendly with us. Uh, and then, uh, I'm trying to think, I think there's one more place, uh, it'll come to me later. But yeah, those those are kind of at the top of the list right now.
0: So of all the places you've been, which one do you feel has been the most interesting, you learned the most about the culture there? or Definitely Japan. Your favorite place?
1: <clears throat> Japan fits both of those, yeah. Uh, just because I, I lived over there when I was 18, 19, <clears throat> right out of high school, and uh, I learned Japanese, made tons of friends. It, it completely changed my life, uh, just that whole experience of living over there. Uh, through a, It was a student uh, like cultural and educational exchange program, basically, uh, through Lansing Community College in Michigan. And uh, <clears throat> so. Yeah, that that definitely had the most impact. I've, I'm going over to Japan for the thirteenth time in March, uh, wow. 2018, and so uh, it is a real special place in my heart. Uh, but in general, I love spots that uh, have a really like unique, different culture. Uh, so in general, that means not a Western type culture. Uh, uh, great food, friendly people, right. uh, amazing like history. Very, if, I'm, I'm really big into history, so like you know, an interesting history helps. Uh, yeah, that that kind of fits the bill. So like uh, spots like Turkey also fit the bill. Uh, Thailand, right? Uh, Japan, yeah, those are all very high. And I've been to all those spots. Uh, you know, Japan, it will be 13 times. Thailand, probably about the same. Uh, Turkey, I've been to
0: probably half a dozen times. How do you decide that? Like, do you sit down with calendars calendar the year and decide I want to go to these specific places, or is it more just let it come to you and whenever you feel like it?
1: Um. Generally, I, I plan. I loosely plan uh, six months in advance. I have all the tickets and stuff booked three months in advance, right. uh, and then twelve months in advance. I have a rough idea of what I want to do, but it's very easy to uh, have any of that change. So I, I don't get too attached to uh, my plans. You know, if something yeah. better comes along, I'll do that. Like I, I bought a uh, special ticket from Air Asia, uh, low cost uh, airplane. Uh, air, air company in, in Asia, yeah. where I could go to like ten different spots. So I plan, I took all this time to like plan out what spots I wanted to get and like maximize the ticket that I got. Um, and then I ended up not using the last right. half of them. I actually had it all booked. I had a whole schedule, and this is only like a month in advance. And I had it all planned out. Um, and uh, my friend was like, "Hey, I'm going to Iran. You want to come?" I'm like, "Okay." So I just gave all that up because you couldn't cancel it or or oh, postpone it. God. So I just gave it all up. You know, it's like, uh, you know. I, I told her, I was like, hey, like, you know, I've already got the stuff planned. She's like, well, would you ra- <laughs> which one would you rather do? And I'm like, well, I have wanted to go to Iran for a long time. And so, yeah, I just gave it up because that was uh, more time sensitive. Wow. You know, and, and my, my plans to go to Vietnam or Philippines or whatnot, whenever I had going on then, um, you know, I still made it to the spots just at a later date. And yeah. I'm sure not much had changed.
0: Do you usually travel alone or do you, I mean, you say you, you visit friends and things like that, mm-hmm. but is it mo- mainly by yourself?
1: Um, nowadays, yeah, it, it's um, it's by myself. But I know so many people around the world that it's right. not. It's it's rare that I go somewhere that I have no connections or I don't know anybody at all. Um, right. But even if there isn't, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm I'm pretty uh, good solo. I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't really need to be traveling with someone else. But in the beginning, like the first years of travel. Although I was mostly going back to Japan and visiting friends and stuff like that, yeah, um, there's definitely a hurdle to go to get over to be um, to feel uh, comfortable with traveling solo. And I remember a friend of mine in China; she would always be like, you know, when I was your age, I was she was a bit was a bit older than me. Uh, when I was, you know, like I was traveling on foot across the length of China and everything and I'm like wow that's crazy and I remember her telling me that and thinking like wow I couldn't do that Mm -hmm. but actually nowadays like I'm very comfortable just being on my own and a lot of times it's actually better because you can just do what do whatever you want when you want Um, you don't have to worry about you know taking care of someone else or or what their agenda is Um,
0: so yeah
1: I I would say uh, most of the time nowadays it's solo
0: so what types of businesses do you uh maybe get involved in when you visit various countries and if you could just mind sharing some of the ones that you maybe have gotten involved with?
1: Um it, it depends. So I, I try to keep an open mind as far as looking for uh, opportunities. And you never know where it'll come, you know, the person that a person that you meet, you know, invites you to maybe go into a partnership with them or whatnot, um, or you see just an opportunity in the in the market for something. Right. Um I've done I've done quite a few businesses Many were registered, many were not registered. Uh, I had, um, let's see, a podcast company uh, in the states, uh, twenty twelve through twenty fourteen or so. Oh
0: wow!
1: Uh, I had a uh, Japanese consulting company that, and we consulted uh, Japanese service businesses, small and medium service businesses that wanted to do business in the U.S. for the first time. Mm -hmm. So we kind of like. A matchmaker and like taught them how to do things and introduce them to people, that kind of thing, yeah. Uh, for a few years, and then uh, I've got my safari company in Africa, and we do the, the photo safaris oh, wow. in Tanzania, uh, generally like one week trips for, for like couples or families or whatnot, and um. I've got my web development company now on iteration number two is my second web development company. Right. And right now we're focusing on uh, custom higher end WordPress sites for for businesses and, and professionals. Nice. Um, so yeah, like, and then there's there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of um, on the side type things, you know, like where I might help someone get into importing and exporting and just take a small cut of it. Or um, there's like, uh, I also run... Um, Boutique like, trips around the world. I'll just mm-hmm. pick a pick a couple countries a year and put it, together a really good trip. I'll put it on Facebook and say who wants to come with me, oh, wow. and uh, make a little money doing that. But it's also it's really fun to uh, to show people places, especially the ones that I'm really passionate about, like Japan. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, like almost every year, like this next year, I'll be doing it my fourth time. But like I'll do a culinary trip to Japan, and I'll take people over there and introduce them to Japan via the food primarily, but also wow. The history and the religion and the people and everything and like the festivals. So I'll take people over there for like twelve days. And I'll charge them X amount of dollars, but I'll show them like a really awesome time.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, in a way that you can only get from someone who really knows the place, who knows the language, who's been there many, many times, and has you speak fluently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, wow. uh, so. I really love doing that, you know, introducing people to spots I love. And I went to Madagascar recently, which I'd never been to. Oh wow! Uh, that was How also that? on my list of spots to go to. How uh, is that? That was really cool. Uh, it was everything kind of that I that I imagined it would be. And I took a few people uh, with me, and I, I kind of co-led the trip with my friend Kim. And uh, yeah, everyone had a great time, and it was it was pretty much exactly what we were looking for. Oh
0: wow, uh, that's phenomenal. Um, so do you want, could you elaborate a little bit more on your company right now, the tour company um, which you started, and how is, where is that going?
1: Yeah, so um, my uh, photo safari company in Tanzania, oh, photo safari. uh, Pomoja Safaris, Right. and Pomoja and Swahili means together. And uh, so I started that after going there in 2010 with my father, and it was always on his bucket list to, uh, to go on a safari. And so I went along with him, and we had three guides. And I became good friends with one of the guys and he was like the most personable and affable and like he was, everyone loved him and he yeah. knew a lot about what he was doing, good English and so I, I became friends with them and I stayed a little bit longer than my father did and I climbed Kilimanjaro and I went to Zanzibar <laughs> and he helped me out, kind of like helped me like sort out some things. Um, and he, he even at the end took me over to his his house and uh, entered me to his uh, his kids and his wife and everything. And I asked him, you know, have you ever thought about starting up a, your own company? At that time, he, he already had fifty. He's only a few years older than me, but he already had fifteen years of experience being a guide. And yeah. uh, he's like, uh, you know, not not really. But I was thinking about maybe. Uh, Maybe like uh, opening up a shop or something in my hometown. I said, "Well, no, you gotta you know, to use all of your experience. You know, like it'd be yeah. cool if you could use this." And you know, what what do you say if like we went into this and we're not gonna put a ton of money into it, but like put some time into it and like you do stuff on the ground and all. I have experience like running businesses remotely, so I'll put up the website, and I'll do the sales and marketing and stuff, and we'll split 50-50. And so the next year, we actually formed a company in wow. Tanzania, and then later on in the U.S. and uh, we uh, just kind of went at and, it, and this person was just like a local, mm-hmm. yep, oh, wow. local Maasai guy uh, who's born and raised there. He born and raised, uh, you know, like in a traditional village, uh, but <laughs> then his parents you know, took him They moved to uh, the main city of that area, and he went to university, and um, yeah. So like he's he's had a lot of experience now. He's got you know, over 20 years of experience, but he's uh, he's one of the top guides in the country, and uh, so I'm just really lucky to have chance met him and, and you know, we get along really well together and we split up the work about 50-50 and and it's uh, it's a very comfortable partnership a lot of times yeah. when you partner with somebody there's a lot of kinks to work out a lot of time, you know sometimes it won't work I've, I've been in partnerships that just don't work for whatever reason yeah um, and and may not even be either person's fault you just don't mesh you know
0: yeah
1: um, but uh, with him it's it's very smooth very comfortable uh, really good good dude um, yeah yeah so I'm, I'm very lucky in that because without him
0: like I, I wouldn't be doing this right uh, so how, so what how does that work you just um, what kind of countries do you take the people that go through your company
1: with and... so we're we're just focused on uh, Tanzania okay. but we assist anybody that's that's coming from or going to like uh, Kenya especially because it's right on the border mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes even South Africa and uh, we basically just say, okay, well, is there anything in particular you wanna do um, or wanna see on your trip? And then how many days do you have? You know, Just uh, let me know when you're flying in, let me know when you're flying out, we'll do the rest. We'll pick oh, wow. you. We'll do everything from airport pickup to airport drop-off. Include everything in one one price. There's not even any tips or anything except for alcohol. We put alcohol separate, <laughs> but uh, everything else, you know, like three nice meals a day, you know, luxury accommodation, that kind of thing. You know, we'll we'll make your, your trip the experience of a lifetime, and you don't have to lift a finger. You know, you just yeah. you just buy the air air ticket, and and we'll do the rest.
0: Oh wow. Uh. That's impressive. So and and
1: it's and it's if somebody is into traveling or they're open to traveling, um, I found that probably nine people out of ten have that on their bucket list to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. So Definitely. we have a lot of, of potential guests out
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> so how many languages do you speak? You said you speak Japanese fluently, but.
1: Um. Yep. I'm I'm decent at Spanish, although um, more you know better at uh, comprehending and reading. Just because I don't get a lot of uh, opportunity to speak it, yeah. Um, and uh, I can get by in in uh, in Turkish and uh, Thai as uh-huh. well. And I'd like to to improve my Spanish. It's just uh, right now with like the business stuff. I'm trying. I can't. I can't be scattering my energy everywhere. So I got yeah. to. Uh, I, I tried to like get back into it a few times, but now I know I just have to get to the point where I'm automating more of my stuff, and then I'll, I'll get back. I'd really like to learn another language because learning Japanese really. Um, Really opened up uh, not a lot of doors, but just opened up my life yeah. as far as uh, you know. You learn another language, you learn another way to think. Um, you can interact with with people from a whole other another culture on, on their level, right? Uh, you know, so I think it's it's a really cool, important thing that you can do with your time is, is to like become proficient
0: in another language, right? Uh, wow, that's phenomenal. So, what do you really see is in the next maybe? Two, three years, maybe even down the road, maybe ten years. What do you see yourself doing, continuing to explore different cultures? And
1: I think I think uh, exploration will always be a part of my life. Travel will <laughs> always be a part of my life. It, it may, you know, like now, I may have to put it on the back burner a little bit to focus on on other things that are more time sensitive right. um, or important at the time, but. In some way, shape, or form, it'll always be a part of it. And, and in the next uh, few years, I'm just working on, on, like I was mentioning, the whole automation and uh, yeah. delegation of stuff with my businesses. Right now, I'm still, uh, you know, running what equates to about two and a half businesses on my own. I'm, I'm working a lot, um, and I don't want to keep doing that. Yeah. So uh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm slowly getting the pieces into place to be able to to do it better. Right. Um, and then once I have that that free time, I can you know travel more, or I can just do other things, or start up. I have I have plenty of ideas for businesses, but I know I've tried you know many times to just do too many things at once, and it doesn't work out well. So uh, those are all on the back burner while I focus on um, primarily the safari company, yeah. and then uh, also I've got the uh, web development company, which so. which uh, is you know takes up the rest of my time.
0: Yeah. So how do you? I mean, there's probably a lot of moving parts. Um, when you're working on various businesses, especially when you're maybe not in that country at that time and things like that, and you're trying to automate the whole thing, how do you make sure that if you're bringing more people into your business and things like that, that it's going to mesh properly, and how do you make sure that everything runs smoothly, especially when you're not on site? Well, trick number one is
1: to have a trustworthy uh, like partner right? Uh, that, that knows what they're doing. Right. That's that makes all the difference in the world, especially like uh, for the safari company when we hire people and it'll be in Tanzania. I'm not going to be interfacing with them, besides maybe over Skype a little bit, and whatnot. The stuff on the ground will, you know, at the end, uh, my my partner will be in charge of that. So uh, that is the biggest thing. Secondarily, you just have to know about hiring, um, and and it's having done a bit of it myself and and made some mistakes and also talked to a lot of other people that have hired many people uh, and kind of learned from their mistakes as well, reading books on it, uh, having proper processes in place to kind of weed out applicants that may not be a good fit. Yeah. Um, And even so, you may go through all of this and still, like I said, sometimes you just don't mesh. Yeah. Um, You know, despite all the precautions you might take, it still isn't a good fit. Um, But in those cases, it's better to just... To cut it off as soon as possible, uh, right. and then devote your resources to fixing whatever steps in the hiring process didn't work out, and then doing it over again. Because right. uh, especially the first few hires of any business, they're very important. You know, like those people, you're gonna be offloading a lot of important work in, onto, and uh, they can very easily, uh, you know, mess up your business just as easily as, as they yeah. can help it out. Yeah. So it, it pays to uh, measure twice, cut once in those yeah. situations because. Um, you know, it's just it's just so important. You you don't uh, you want to spend more time on the in the front and, and get it right. Wow.
0: Yeah, it's very good advice. Um, what do you think about India? I heard you were you took a, a rickshaw um, all the way in the north, and you went did you go all it was like a road trip through a rickshaw. Mm-hmm. What did yeah. you think of that experience? Really? Yeah. yeah, I was born in India, so that's right. Why. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, so. I uh, have done this twice now, and I'm doing it again uh, on just the day after New Year's, actually. And uh, what uh, what it is is you get you, you pay this company that does these sorts of adventures around the world right. uh, to basically rent an auto rickshaw. And an auto rickshaw, for those that don't know, is a rickshaw. It's like a three-wheeled vehicle. If you some places call them tuk-tuks. Yeah, um, yeah. If you're in Thailand. Uh, it's a three wheeled vehicle with like an, a lawnmower engine on it. It's about seven horsepower, yeah. uh, top speed of maybe uh, 25 miles an hour. Yeah. And they use it a lot for, um, for public transportation in India and, and Southeast Asia in general. And it's got one seat in the front where the driver sits, and you've got like a long seat in the back where maybe three people can fit max. Yeah. Uh, so you pay to rent this thing. Sometimes system.
0: you have like 8 or 9 oh, people. Oh yeah, and like if, you, if you're a
1: local and you go went shopping, <laughs> and stuff, you could, you'd be surprised if you could fit in there. Uh, but for for me, the last time, two times I've done it, you go with one other person. So one person sits in the back, one person sits in the front, and you learn how to drive this thing in a few days, and then you drive it about 2 or 3,000 miles across India, from one place to another, there's no set route, there's no help along the way. If you if it breaks down or you get into trouble, you just gotta figure it out. And. Uh, you, uh, this this whole premise is uh, built around raising money for charity, um, and I the times I did it before, I raised it uh, for clean water and sanitation projects in yeah. India. Uh, now the company that If you uses, don't mind me asking,
0: yeah. how, much, how, how much did you raise for that project?
1: Uh, let's see, the last time it was about forty-five hundred dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, they they ask you to raise at least a thousand pounds. It's it's a UK company, okay, nice, which uh, translates to you know about that. Nowadays it's like. That would be 1,400 dollars, but it used to be like over 1,600. Yeah uh, So yeah. the premise is to raise money for charity and then go over there and do this, you know get pledges before you go, basically, and go over there and have this you know, fun time doing this adventure and exploring India in this very unique way. And then you get to the end, and there's like a finish line party, and, and you're done. So I've, I've done that um, from the northeast of India in uh, Meghalaya. To uh, to Rajasthan, all the way in yeah. the west in Rajasthan, yeah, that's I
0: we're actually I'm Rajasthani. Yeah, 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 yeah right.
1: So can... um, and then I've also done it uh, from the South Kerala yeah, to wow. uh, the Northeast again in, in Meghalaya. So I uh, I've done two thirds, and I'm going back to do the Western route, which is from Jaipur in Rajasthan. All the way down back to Kerala again. So I've been to both cities I'm going to, um, but I have not traveled between them, including the cities like Goa, um, and and so like I'm I'm very uh, interested to see that part of India having not been there before. So
0: is this like an organized program that does this, or is this more of your own? Organ this this
1: is an organized program. So okay, wow. uh, because if you don't have it, you can't just buy a rickshaw Yeah, yeah. You have to have an address and you have to have proper paperwork and stuff. Yeah. it's very bureaucratic. So they kind of take that uh, away from you and, and you pay money and, and you rent one of theirs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you go and there's generally about 70 teams. Uh, they wow. do it three times a year. There's about 70 teams from all over the world
0: wow. and
1: uh, it's not a race, it's a rally. So the goal is just to make it to the end
0: wow.
1: uh, and also to raise the money beforehand. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of fun, you know a lot of camaraderie a lot of interesting people that choose to do this kind of thing
0: Yeah,
1: uh, so I've made a lot of, of friends on it. I did it in 2011. I did it in 2014 I'm still uh, in touch with like the people I did it with in 2011 I made some really good friends one guy ended up driving from uh, UK to Cape Town with him uh, the next year wow. <laughs> So we became really really uh, tight-knit um, wow. But yeah, it's uh, it's a thing that they've been doing since I believe 2008 or so
0: Wow, that's really
1: Uh, It's it's called uh, the Adventurous is the company and and the event itself is called the Rickshaw Run.
0: Never heard of this before, but uh, it's something I I I (laughs) hope to do one day too.
1: (laughs) They they have a lot of other adventures around the world, which I've done one, which is a UK to Mongolia drive in a small car. Um, And there's uh, ones in Peru, in Morocco. Um, They have they have uh, different. uh, They've got in Russia. Uh, they've got these events all over the world that they do. They put together these like fun motorized vehicle events, basically.
0: Wow, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Really cool. So, just the last question which I had for you is, what does one word, if you could pick one, um, to describe your adventures or just your lifestyle? What would it be, and just explain why?
1: Well, that's easy. I don't even know if I, if I, if I need explanation, but uh, <laughs> the word would be adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, in in my uh, at sure. least at least to me it's it's always been an important uh, guiding word you know even even if it's not you know driving across India or driving to Cape Town or Mongolia um, even adventure you can build adventure into your everyday life uh, in business it's it's about uh, not being afraid to take risks um, right. you know obviously there's there's a fine line there you, you don't want to do silly stuff and get yourself killed but uh, you know taking risks in life and um, becoming a better person for it and and profiting from from that ability to to put yourself out there
0: Right. thank you so much for talking (laughs) with me today yeah it was unbelievable I never even knew about such opportunities existed and really what you're doing for me personally is kind of uh, it's like exactly what I want to do travel keep on learning about business and meeting new people and I feel Like, this is just an interesting perspective to see someone that's been doing it for a long time. So thank you so much for for doing this. Um, Well, this is the conclusion of our interview. Uh, uh, We learned a lot um, about his experiences, all the various countries which he uh, attended or visited. And adventure is a great word, and it fits exactly what what, uh, all the experiences which you talked about today. So thank you.
1: Yeah.